Thank you for tuning in to the Talk Marketing to Me podcast, where we talk all things marketing all the time. Don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. And let's get started with today's episode. So I'm super excited today because we have Daniel Murray, who, if you don't know, is uh, the face behind the marketing millennials and now the sales millennials. Daniel, is that you or is that your wife that's doing the sales millennials or is it a combination of effort? It is a combination of effort. Everything I do is a combination with my wife. If she didn't, she adds the more of the spunk to the the brand. So, uh, I love the I love the spunk. I think my favorite part about the marketing millennials newsletter is the very very bottom where it says "Want to ruin my day?" Unsubscribe. Yep. I mean, we try to we try to make marketing fun. Uh, marketing shouldn't be boring, so we're trying yeah. to make it a little fun. So for, you know, our listeners who may not know, do you want to give just a short little um, background about yourself, about how you got into marketing? I know you played D1 football, you know, all kinds of really cool, interesting stuff. Yeah, I can give a little short background. So I went to college for D1 football. Like she said, I was an entrepreneurship major. I was an entrepreneurship major because my mom started some companies when I grew up and I, I didn't know what I want to do, but I knew I wanted to start something. Um, and entrepreneurship major allowed me to like test, like do I like finance? Do I like this? Do I like that? And I kind of gravitated towards marketing, which is kind of my mom's brain too. She's a marketer as well. So when I got out of college, I was like, let me find my first marketing job. And um, I stumbled into doing um, marketing automation and operations like I was working for a Salesforce partner that implemented Pardot for a bunch of companies so I started doing that then I moved to LA and went to this company Snack Nation where I I ran the marketing ops for them and then I moved to another startup Chow Now where I grew my role to like marketing ops and marketing automation and started getting direct reports moved to service Titan where I grew a bigger team and then I decided I needed to retire from marketing ops because that's not what I love. And I decided to go the media route. So now I'm heading up media at work week and I also run the marketing millennials and the sales millennials and help all the other marketing creators that we have under our brand scale. Yeah. Well, I'm obsessed with everything that you do. The podcast, the, uh, the LinkedIn, the Instagram, the memes are probably what lives in my inbox the most my uh, my best friend was on last week she's in healthcare marketing and that's pretty much all we have on our social platforms is all of them is we're just sending each other the memes back and forth we love we love a good meme that's that's for sure we one of the things about like the marketing millennials like i tried to do is i tell people this is give a break and a, a busy feed so whether it's instagram or LinkedIn or try to make it more feel like you're talking to a friend or something you would send to a friend or a group chat instead of thinking of it as like a way to market things so Mm -hmm. yeah do you have so one thing that you're I think that you're an absolute expert at is creating community and you've created just such an incredible community online where 
whereas some people may have to go in person to find that community. You've done it online. So do you have like some tips or what are some things that you could maybe talk about about creating that online community? Yeah, I think community community has been a buzzword for like years and years, but I think community is just connecting people with the same interest and want on, on a platform or in a, a area. So whether it's like you have an input, like a meetup at your local, um, let's say a local place in your in your town, or you do it online, you just have to create a place where a safe space where people who have a similar interest could come together. And what's what I love about the internet is that like I could be in Austin, Texas, and someone could be in North Carolina, and we we both love marketing, and we can con- connect over something that we both relate to. Where that's the power of the internet. If there wasn't the internet, we probably would never be talking right now. We probably would never be on a podcast right now. So that's what I love. Some tips for like growing a community, and I think I think first of all, like when I think community, you just think of like what goals you want to achieve with community. Um, for me right now, like my goal is for at least the LinkedIn side of thing is have a bunch of relevant things in one place and marketers could be like, oh, this is funny or this is relevant and then bring them to another place where they can consume longer form and learn and which is my podcast and newsletter. So other people community could be like, I'm putting someone in the Slack channel um, and having a bunch of people talk to each other. Other places community is like, community is just really bringing people together so that's why I I love it um if you want me to go deeper on like how I try to execute it I could go more deeper but like that's how I think about it in a high level sense yeah that that, that's really good and yeah I kind of I would like for you to kind of go a little bit deeper but that's one thing like I've been thinking about all the podcasts that we've done thus far and everything and that's kind of a reoccurring thing so it's awesome that you're kind of talking about it this way is it's all about community um it doesn't matter if you're in a large metropolitan area you you still need that sense of community in a rural area it's all about that community so yeah dive a little bit deeper in like how you've kind of carved out your community of marketing millennials and and some of the processes that you've went through yeah i think it first starts with like who you want to be known for um and what i wanted to be known for is like a simple easy way for someone to consume marketing um online and i started and i kept with that either and then the other side of it is like it's a place where i i hype up marketers like i don't care like i will never bring down a marketer it's all about hyping up marketers and doing that so you start with like what how what feelings you want to evoke in this community and mine is like I want fun I want relevant I want it to feel like a group chat with your best friend um so I start with that and then everything I go and post in the my medium is like everything I post is would I share this to a group chat of my marketing friends or not if I don't if I wouldn't do it I wouldn't share it online so my whole thing is like, 
I wanted to feel like it's group group chat. That's why I, it made me happy that I heard that Hannah, you share your memes with the memes with your friends because that's my intention. My intention is that I'm sharing it with like like I feel like LinkedIn is my group chat where I can be like, oh, here's a funny thing I, I want to share with my marketing best friends. Here's a funny thing I want to share with my marketing best friend. The other side of it is that like I wanted to create um a lot of uh, attention with it and the way to do attention based thing is you have to create things that are relevant to the most amount of people so and the how you do that is like i i am a marketer so i i know common marketing things i talk to a lot of marketers i'm in other communities with a lot of marketers so i know the common pain points and i just create content around things that i know that marketers are thinking on a daily basis that either they it's not being said so what i would try to evoke in the community is like oh uh, oh yes i'm thinking that oh oh that's some, the problem i'm facing oh that's funny i'm facing that the same issue today and have that little break in the feed to do that but going back i don't think community has to be that you have meetups and stuff like that you can have a community where like common people go to one place at the same time. They talk in the comedy comments and facilitate their own conversations from it. Like, I, I just want to be a facilitator of marketing conversations. And that's what a good community is, is facilitating conversations between people. Yeah, I know I can personally attest to the fact that if there's, you know, some days are just really tough when you're in marketing and it's not always the most fun thing in the world. But I can personally attest to going and getting that little bit of motivation from like going on LinkedIn and just looking at the memes and like, oh my gosh, this is funny. Like we can still have fun. It doesn't have to suck today. Like, you know, you, you get just a tough day every once in a while. And the marking of millennials has just been, it's been something that's like super motivating for me personally. Yeah, I appreciate it. I think, I think also just to add on to what you're saying is that um like memes and quick quick things are like the the voice of like the internet like like the most things that get shared quickly like if you go on facebook even even the old people are doing this right now um sharing all their memes on facebook with their friends like every it's the the the, and I'm just taking a, a jab at Chad because he, he makes no, fun no. Of <laughs> I'm kidding. The old no. people like Chad. Yeah, okay. no, I, 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 I'm with you. I mean, I, I was there when Facebook started. So <laughs> yeah, so it was just like I just think of like when you're creating things like you need. A, there's two ways of thinking of it. Is one is like, is your messaging relevant to the most like your audience, and then like what mediums could you share it that are the most consumable mediums to share it? And like memes are very consumable. Tweets are very consumable. Um, and they're quick. They're easy to share with friends. They're easy to screenshot. They're easy to do things where you're sharing with a bunch of people. And that evokes like um, a sense of community. The other thing is, you, if you notice in Mark Millennials is like, I also like to hype up a lot of other marketers and share their voices. Like I'm not about myself. I'm about like, sharing cool things from any side of the marketing verse so if i see a cool tweet it's basically my swipe file like public to the the internet that i know that well like i mean you kind of when do you start posting for a while and you kind of 
understand you there's common topics that you know like everybody will love this topic because it's worked before so yeah yeah well my son he just turned 11 and he watches youtube all the time um like that's what he watches and he has got this thing where he watches people's memes. It's just like a video of memes going across. And I'm sitting here thinking, like, as you were saying that, I'm like, oh, my God, that's my son. You know, it's just like even as young as he is, he enjoys a good meme. And then he'll come and show me said meme. And sometimes I get them. Sometimes I don't. So. <laughs> and that, and that's the relevancy. I think whatever memes, whoever's putting out those memes for him, like understand the common issues he's going through and are putting out memes that like he gets and that's the beauty of memes it's like you could take like the same meme template and it could be relevant for a marketing audience it could be re relevant for like a gen z audience it could be relevant for um a plumbing audience it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. you could just take it and just shape it the way because they are common it, the the going back it just takes like deeply understanding what pains and issues like or what common things that marketers or plumbers or Gen Z have in the day to day and just putting that out of the world. Mm -hmm. So yeah. <clears throat> I have a client that they do cabins and they tell me they're like, we just want to have fun on social media. They're like, we don't really have any like specific target goals in mind other than the fact that we want to get our name out there and we want to have fun so I'm like well beautiful I can do that I don't know if I'm a millennial or a Gen Z I think I was born on the cutoff year but um yeah we are bringing some millennial Gen Z humor through their Facebook and they love it I mean if anything else they're having a good time so yeah <laughs> and that's also what a great point it's like like there's so many what I love is like like there's no the great thing about marketing is that it's so like every bit of marketing is very specialized. So you can never be great at any bit of marketing. So you can learn from any, any walks of life and marketing, any experience level. Um, Cause someone could be a super experienced SEO, but like they don't understand social media at all. Mm -hmm. So they, and the, the social media manager could just be two years, but teaches the SEO who's been in marketing for 15 years more than they ever known about social media. So that's why I think you can't ever like block your brain off of learning from and picking ideas from any said person. Mm -hmm. Well, so I want you to kind of address this for me. I, you know, Hannah and I, we team up on projects and things and I always have a difficult time of speaking to social media, trying to get clients to understand, to keep this social and social media. <laughs> like she was talking about the cabin um, dealer thing. And like, I feel like they get it. Like they, they want to be fun and exciting and it's not like just push my product out. And it's just like a way to advertise my product or my services. So how can someone listening if they're running into that issue of somebody going up and saying, well, I just want you to push the product. I just want you to do this. I just want you to do that. And they're kind of stripping the social out of it. How would you give some advice to try to weave more of that social aspect back into to it? Yeah, it's a great point. I think one, I would go, I go back to, like the beginning of a conversation like are like 
do you would you want someone at a networking event or like your friend all day just saying hey do you want to buy my product hey do you want to buy my product hey do you want to buy my product or do you want to have a a conversation but i think what what happened is what happened is that like social media isn't a necessary it is becoming this way but it didn't start as a way it starts like the mindset of a person on social media most of the time isn't in a buying mindset like they're not in a buying mindset they're either there because they're bored they want to break from their lives they're trying to get educated they're trying to do something so the way to be the best at marketing on those platforms is give them content that they're coming to see on those platforms where if they are for Facebook, for example, like people who are coming on Facebook to connect with friends or see something funny or see something. So they're not coming to Facebook to buy your product. Like um, they see enough ads on Facebook already. So they're not coming to Facebook to buy your product. They're coming to do a certain action. So you can evoke certain amount of emotion on that. And the second thing, what I, what I say too, is that like, there, there's a, an aspect of that. What I tell a lot of people, like 98% of people that are not ready to buy your product. Like that's just the fact out there. The way to be the best in marketing is that if you, when someone needs a cabin or when someone needs like a plumbing service and when someone needs a burger like you're the first brand that they think of because you've invoked some sort of emotion in their lives at some some point where it's like like McDonald's has funny ads because they want you to think oh when I have a burger oh my goodness I saw that funny ad from McDonald's that's the first thing I think of as McDonald's like that's the reason why they do it so if you want to be and the second thing is like people don't follow people who just put out like content that is just selling. Like if you want to grow a following and get engagement, like it, people are not going to follow you if you're going to be pitching your product on the road. I don't think there's better ways to do it. Like if you can use social media to tell a story that incorporates your product or incorporates a pain point in product, that's a better way to like have the, the product be front and center in, in their minds. But people are like social media, you can use it as an education tool to be like, oh, are you having this pain? Like, this is how we solve it. Are you having this pain? But again, Gary V has a good book. Um, it's called Jab, 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 Right Hook. And it's, what it's all about is that like, if you give, 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 humans necessarily have a reciprocity to give back after you've given so much value to them. So at, when the time that they need to buy, they feel like, oh, this brand has given me so much education. They help me become better at my job. They help me understand how to build a cabin. They help, uh, help me understand. I have a personal connection with them. I'm going to buy from that company. I know that was a long-winded answer, but um, that's how I think about it. No, no, I was I was thinking I'm I'm pretty sure it was you who tweeted it. I, I immediately it came to mind. It was like, you know, 98% of the time your buyers aren't ready to buy, but you want to be top of mind when they are ready. So yeah, it just people forget that like 
marketing in the simplest forms is connecting with human beings. Like that's like the simplest forms. And like, yes, you might get one sale off of po putting your, your cool, cute product on, on social media, mm -hmm. but like, you're not building community, you're not building raving fans, you're not building people who love your brand, who think about you. And then when the time comes, they just be like, okay, those people just annoyed me for months. I'm not going to think about them. So it's a hard medium too, because a lot of people don't understand social media. So the other, the other side I would go to is like, go straight to the numbers of like, what they could save by going on social media for example like if i got you x amount of impressions you could take that budget away from paid social and put that into social media if i got you so cost cutting cost cutting measures or like hey um if we got a thousand people in our target audience following us like like on a daily basis that we now have that we, we basically can give a keynote to every single day. Um, what would that mean to you? So you got to give, if you want to go straight to the numbers of like, either you could save money, how you could earn money or have case studies that how it's worked before. That's the best way to also persuade people to use the channel. Or you could go with FOMO and say, you just will miss out. Your competitors will do better than you and you'll mm -hmm. lose. So yeah. Know. Because I know I for sure will completely unfold. I get annoyed. I mean, if someone's just, that's all they do is they push their product. You know, I I get annoyed. I unfollow. I don't want to follow an account like that. So the rest of, you know, humans are probably going to do the same thing. So. I mean, they say marketers destroy all all channels and which is true. But I, I'll, I'll rephrase that as like bad marketers. Like, mm -hmm. Um, and there's a lot of bad marketers out there, to be honest. And bad marketers give marketing a bad name, just like bad salespeople give bad sales a name. Like you remember, you think of the bad salespeople because they slid into your DM and annoyed you about a time. But I bet you've been sold before and you're like, oh, that was like such a great process. Or like everybody's might be wearing that latest Lululemon or Nike or like stuff like that and they think they've never been marketed to or sold in their life and they're completely wrong like they bought something but that's because it's such good marketing that they don't feel like they were marketed to that's why good marketing and good sales is feels like it's relationship building emotional storytelling makes you feel something good makes you feel like you're part of community like it doesn't make you feel like spammy like what that account would be if you yeah. posted that every single day mm -hmm. Yeah, my son will come to me with something, an ad or something that he's seen and say, we need to get this or we need to get that. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> because I have not bought into it. But he's watched enough ads, you know, <laughs> he's bought into it. So, I mean, that's good a great marketing for to, him. Yeah, but that's a great part. It's like, that's also a great segment to go to is like, like if you can't reach the decision maker, reach someone who's influencing the decision maker, yeah. which is your kid. Um, yeah, like, right. like don't reach only think about kids. Exactly. Well, so if you want Ch if you want Chad to buy the latest Gen Z toys, reach out to his kid. Oh, he's uh, he's a gamer, so it's all about Roblox with him, and you know it's basically a metaverse. You know, without 
Zuckerberg. So- <laughs> I, I think, I mean, that's a better, a more healthy place to be uh, on than Facebook right now. So, I, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, there's a lot of different places that people be, but like they said, like Roblox, like all these things that are, are great are just like give people a sense of belonging, give people yeah. like something that they could feel like there's a community revolved on there or like they could play with their friends or they connecting like Roblox is a community that's a perfect mm-hmm. example of a community yeah so. well this is my first time hearing about Roblox what what is that I don't it, have kids <laughs> no well it's it's fine so it's so people can go on and create games in this whole world of Roblox so mm-hmm. it was basically started as like this physics engine kind of thing best i understand so they'll be like what they call an obby so you have to go through like an obstacle course um kind of thing but people have started creating like first person shooters um and you just don't have the blood and gore like you might with like call of duty or something like that gotcha Um, so it can it can be more like of a kid friendly yes but they're starting to shift they're realizing that they need to shift to an older audience. So they're starting to allow different things and putting levels in and everything. It's, it's, it's interesting to watch it morph um, as how he is and how he's doing it. Like he can get in, they have a developer studio. So he was up here in my office. That was his birthday gift. We fixed him a desk and he figured out how to get a, um, his avatar to wave. Like he figured out how to animate it himself. And my kid's like 10, 11 years old, and he's already trying to figure out how to build games in this and do all this. And that, you know, for better, for worse, you know, it's YouTube and Roblox. That's what he does. I mean, and he loves it. That's cool. But it's that community to to like what Daniel said. It's a community thing. So, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's every, every generation has some sort of like game that they've, like grown up on that they whether it's been like an outdoor game indoor game like i remember growing up and there was like runescape and um all these like video games on the computer where you used to play with the whole world it was weird um but i was like in middle school or stuff so it just like people want especially kids they like and what i love about the internet is that they give it like what I love like the internet didn't come to like not, like me getting on the internet like in an intense way didn't come to like I was like in middle school and stuff like that so like like I wish there was like the communities now that kids have that I could have like tapped into because sometimes at school you can find like people like you or like that have the same interests as you or have the same type of ideas as you that you could share because it's you're just in one place but the internet unlocks that like you can be playing with someone in like Norway right now that is playing the same game so I think our thing was our thing was Temple Run and what was the bird Flappy Bird Angry Birds (laughs) that was it (laughs) Flappy Bird was fun too that was it was also Flappy Bird that was when I was in early high school but those are our things but then it's cool because you you do also in those like games and stuff you create community there because everyone's screenshotting their scores and like posting their stuff online and i don't know it was fun i don't think i have a single game on my phone now i guess i'm old and boring 
but no, I don't think people. I think there's only a couple games people. I mean, people are more into like TikTok, YouTube, YouTube Shorts, mm-hmm. like, yeah, um, on their phones now. So. so, is the marketing millennials on TikTok? We're starting to try. It's we're not like I think we once we have more time, we want to do like series on TikTok, um, mm-hmm. but what we re- like, I think. One lesson that I've learned just from just creating content in general is that you got to really be great at a couple before you move to the next and the mm-hmm. next. And a lot of people, what they want to do is say, hey, let's be on all social media. And then what that happens is that they become C or C plus at every channel instead of being A, A, A at two channels. Like mm-hmm. it's better to be like A content on two channels than see content on eight channels um yeah. that's what people forget well and then i feel like people put too much on themselves and they get stretched too thin and then you know they yeah, end up con- never posting yeah consistency is like the best thing like best quality in marketing like if you could if you can't show up every day on those platforms and produce b plus or greater content then you shouldn't be on those platforms or show up like at least like how much you'd like promise to show up on those platforms. Um, mm-hmm. You can't just go posting for like a month and then like um, that, like die off or go um, post once a week and think you're going to do something. It's just like, the analogy I give people is like, if you want to go met, run a marathon right now, you can't run one time a month and then think that you're going to be able to run a great time or even finish the race. Like if you've never ran before. So you have to train multiple times a week and put into practice. Every social post is a wrap that you get in to get better and learn from. Um, and that's where the grind really happens is like creating at scale and keep creating. And the great thing about social media is that you can create at scale. Like you can create fast and learn fast and put ideas out there and get quick feedback. And like a lot of my ideas, sometimes I, I post something on Twitter to see if like the market understands it, then I'll be like, oh, they understand it. Now I can make something on LinkedIn and Instagram or I'll post something on Instagram, see if it works on Instagram, if it works on Instagram. I'm going to be like, oh, it might work on Twitter in a different way. It might work on LinkedIn in a different way. But like you just test different platforms to be able to like see what you can get from your audience. And sometimes something works on Instagram that will never work on LinkedIn because it doesn't make the audience, the way it's portrayed like LinkedIn becomes a slightly more professional than an Instagram is. So like you have to like teeter the line of like what is like too overboard or not. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. I was having a conversation with a friend of mine client earlier this afternoon and she was talking about it. Like she said that she, if she doesn't post, like if she tries to go on vacation, cause she generates her post every morning on her own she doesn't schedule anything out because it's just whatever comes to her and she's like if i don't post i can tell like when i get back that i didn't post mm-hmm. and i i found it kind of shocking that she's losing traction and, and engagement that fast but to your point there it kind of it kind of makes sense but i do have one other question before we start wrapping up what was like the first platform you kind of started on? Like, I know you said LinkedIn is kind of where you like to live right now. Is that where you started or as far as um, with Mark and Millennials, I should say. Okay, okay, with Mark and Millennials. Yeah, so the origin story is that like 2019, I I heard Gary V say like LinkedIn and like high organic reach and nobody's on there. So I was like, okay, let me just see if it has organic reach being the marketer I am. 
So I started posting for myself. I was growing. I was getting crazy reach for like what I was at. I was had like 2000 like connections. I was getting like 3000 impressions. I was like, Oh shoot, this is crazy. Um, and then I started, kept posting and I realized like, okay, I just need a niche down. I have to be more consistent. And then also reversed engineer what like the best people were doing and try to do it my own way. And then, but I, what I quickly realized like, is that like, if I'm on LinkedIn and a bunch of other markers on LinkedIn, this is a place where I need to hang out and create content. And that's like something that people missed a lot. Like you don't have to be on every platform if your audience doesn't like hang out on those platforms. Like it might be a better investment to go where more of your audience hangs out. Um, if you could do it great. Um, and that's why like I decided LinkedIn was where a lot of markers and you hung out were. So I then created a podcast that became the, the, the page, um, the marketing millennials, but everything kind of just like, I never intended it to be what it was. Like I never intended to grow that fast, but I was just like a marketer who wanted to share cool ideas with the world. And then it, it took off. So, um, but yeah, LinkedIn was my first platform that I did, but every platform has something different. LinkedIn has, is like, really good at like producing content and you get great engagement. There's some great people in there. You get great DMs, but Twitter is a great place to like curate your feed, consume content, meet people that are like, like more like closer in your niche. Like Instagram is a great platform to just like get a good way for your brand to like get DMs and like DM people and reach out to people, but also create like some, so every platform has like different things. Like TikTok's a great place to share like short form videos that are like engaging, show more personality, be more organic. Every platform has something on it that it has. So really you got to figure out like one, what are you great at creating content? And then I was better at creating written and images. And then two, what platform do my, like, the my most of my audience hang out on so what do you what do you what's your go-to meme generator do you have one i'm actually kind of my wife kind of gets annoyed with me but but i like go i go literally like scour reddit and i scour um instagram and i scour and i'm like I'll just like look at like what latest like memes people have posted. And I'm like, I, I think to myself, like, could this be a funny marketing meme? Could this be a funny marketing meme? So I take inspiration from like all different industries. Like I don't mm -hmm. look at marketing stuff. I'll be looking like, oh, what did this like be science memes? Like, what are they posting today? Like, would this be like a, a, a cool marketing meme? And then uh, I'll tell you. So I, I grab inspiration from a bunch of different sources and then um, I like to create on my phone. I like Mematic is my favorite um, like app. And then online, like Image Flip is good. Canva is good. Um, those two are really good to create it on. But Mematic on the phone, I think it's M-E-M-A-T-I-C is my favorite app on the phone to create a meme. And then online, it's like Image Flip or Canva. On, on, on the desktop. Yeah, no, my husband used Mematic. He uses that to make memes about me and then send them. <laughs> and I love it. I love it. That's, I do that to my, I do that to my, I do it to my wife too. She gets so annoyed. I'm like, this meme is you. And <laughs> send it to her. Um, 
it's fun. It's fun. It's also like it's good to surround yourself with markers you can pulse check with too. Like I have a lot of like like I surround myself with a lot of markers and have conversations. So I'll send some beforehand and be like, do you do you think this funny? Would this relate to you? And if like I won't say with any context, I'll just send them the meme. And if they start like sending me like a laughing emoji or anything like that, I'm like, okay, this is good. I can post it. <laughs> so um yeah, so it's just this. It's good to surround yourself with people, and I think inspiration comes from anywhere. So, like, don't limit yourself just to marketing inspiration. I think it's actually the worst to get mar- inspiration from, like, like ideas from other marketers a lot of the time. Like that are, I would say some. There's some that are doing great, but the the reason I say that is because like when something becomes a best practice, it's usually been done by a million people like and then it's become old so mm-hmm. you have to try something new so once you become like if someone says this is the best practice they are best practices on like like formats and stuff like that but like when it's something like this is the best practice strategy or this is the best practice how to do this i'm like okay how can i do this differently because a bunch of people are doing this right now like post at three o'clock on friday afternoon exactly that means <laughs> that means everybody's gonna start doing that so don't do that anymore mm-hmm. uh, so that's exactly the right point. Well, I think I think we'll probably wrap it up. What do you think, Chad? Do you think we should ask him our like go-to questions? That's what I was just going to say. So um, we always try to ask two questions and I'll let Hannah ask the one. Um, so I am an avid reader. Uh, most of our listeners know that by now. So what are some books that you would recommend or like in, really influenced your career? I know you mentioned Gary Vee's um jab 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 right hook i think is what it is because i've actually got it there on the shelf i've read it so uh what's something else that you know might be a good book that we can put out or yeah one of my favorite books that i've I've read this too one is alchemy by rory sutherland um great book from a guy who does behavioral science at ogilvy major in london and it teaches you how to like how to think like why to think illogically in marketing so that's a great book and then the other one i think like every marketer should read this is influenced by robert cialdini because and notice i'm giving you books that like understand people like i truly believe you need to, to dive into books that are like understanding human psychology and why people make decisions like those are the best type of books to become a better marketer that is a good book. I've read that one too. <laughs> I've not read Alchemy, but that's going to be on my list now. <laughs> Alchemy is so great. I love that book. It's the, one of the best books I've ever read. <laughs> Tuck, it's to Amazon. <laughs> <laughs> if you didn't know, Chad's Amazon driver actually like knows him by yeah. now. With yes. The yeah. amount that Chad buys. Yes. That, that, I think that's small town vibes. I don't think like... Um, mm-hmm. Like it is that i i wish I, like that's why like my my wife always do you know the show gilmore girls yes okay, i've never well, seen it but i know of it like, yeah she did, she always wanted like a town that's like gilmore girls where, like mm-hmm. they know like luke's diner and like they know like the local like uh everybody's local and knows everybody in the town like she always wanted that vibe so that's funny like well, I, that's, that's what i thought about that's a real it. town so you mm-hmm. can take her there 
if I know I need to take get a chance. Where is it? Where is it? Where is the actual Stars Hollow? Like, oh, I'd have to look it up. They even have like they have a festival and everything in Connecticut. Like there's a oh festival. My God, I need to I need to take her there for sure. And like Luke comes and um oh my gosh, what's the other like Rory doesn't come, she's too famous for that. But you know, like a lot a lot of the people will actually come to it. Like the guy who plays Kirk, he's always there. Of course he's always there. <laughs> See, I would just, I just think of our little small towns as like the Hallmark movie. You know, you you've got the quintessential person that moved to the big city and then comes back to the small town for some reason and then falls in love with somebody. You know, that's that's. <laughs> or like they can't handle the big city, so they go back to the small yeah. town because it's like it's great. Like because like this, it's like you want like so, like small towns are way better for community building for most people, so it's great. I grew up in a small town, so I love it. But yes, I, I do know my UPS driver, but on a first name basis, but I love switched that. him around. And the last few times I'm not, it's not been him. So I'm kind of disappointed. So, oh no, <laughs> that's devastating. It, it, it was. It actually... Yeah, I know. I'm actually being serious. I think that's devastating that you, yeah. you don't, you don't get your homie to come over every single day. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, exactly. But that's okay. I'll get to know the new guy too. So <laughs> that's funny. I love it. Like our mailman would leave, like he would leave little Christmas presents in everybody's mailbox on our road. So oh my god, that's the best ever. That's oh like yeah. small, town, small town vibes. Yeah. <laughs> but I'll move on to our second fun question as we wrap up. Daniel, you played D1 football. If you had to have a walkout song. What would your walkout song be? Ooh, that's a great question. Um, uh, I I'm just gonna go like with a an answer because it was on my like high school highlight reel going to, and it was here comes the boom. Have you heard of that song? That's a good like, one. Here comes the yeah, like, <laughs> I, I love that song. It's just like I'm just thinking of all like the hype like hype up songs that you think mm -hmm. about football so yeah that was also a really good kevin james movie too here comes the boom God, who sung, was it pod that sung that i think it was i don't know what is it it's just the one of us it's such a good song I, mm -hmm. we'll, we'll find it and we'll put a link to it in the show notes exactly you should <laughs> i think it's by nelly nelly sings it it's funny it's mm -hmm. great Song. Oh, P.O.D. too. This is P.O.D. as well. Yeah, that's the metalhead in me that knew that it was P.O.D. So. Yeah, I love it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, Daniel, this was great. I love you and Ari, and I hope you make TikTok content so I can follow along there too. But um, we have a TikTok. We have a creator that's doing it right now, but we're going to start doing like series stuff, like fun yeah. series. So if you have any ideas, send them our way yeah yeah well this was awesome thank you so much for coming on the podcast we had to reschedule a few times but but we got there so this was great i really appreciate it we definitely learned a lot and i think this is going to be a really cool episode yeah well thanks for having me thanks mm -hmm. for having me 
Thanks for listening to the Talk Marketing To Me podcast, where we talk all things marketing all the time. Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn to stay in the loop about what's next. And don't forget to subscribe on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. See you next time.